is the Aquasensory Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilson. In this show, you will learn all about sensory harmony in water for babies and the early years. Because when we grow to love, connect and respect water, learning follows naturally. So today we are going to go back to the start with Aquasensory. I'm here today with Christian, the co-creator, by my side from the start. Christian, can you believe Aquasensory is now 10 years? So much has changed in our world. Um, but let's let's go back when we created Aquasensory right from the start. Now, can you remember your perspective? Why? Why did we set up Aquasensory? Yeah, I mean... You're right. Ten years that has that has really flown, um, and yeah, the world needs aquacentry more than more than ever, or certainly more awareness of of uh, our century needs. Um, I mean, and that was the sort of reason we started, wasn't it? We I remember watching a really quite moving um, film called The Moving Child, um, which essentially was talking about how when children don't have access to freedom and movement, it can slow their development. And it's not just movement in a linear way, it was all sorts of dynamic movement patterns as well. Um, And how uh, modern society means that we do move in very linear ways. You know, we're we're in, we're sat in seats from quite a young age um, and we, we don't have this sort of access to open spaces like we do. And that can have quite a profound effect on our development. So yeah, that film was really sort of a bit groundbreaking for us, I know at the time when Mm. we were looking at our swim lessons. And we just felt that although the film didn't touch on it, we felt that probably the one environment out of all environments where you actually do have access to complete freedom of movement was in the water and for us that was just like a, a game changer wasn't it we just yeah, we just felt that there movement. isn't anything out there at the moment that can provide that type of um freedom of movement in in lessons so yeah it was uh it was quite a change for us and um yeah looking at it now it's as it's as relevant today as it was as then in fact, yeah. probably more, more and more. i remember that it almost like shone a spotlight on what we were seeing we were observing with children's development so it was quite it was an affirmation wasn't it because we'd been seeing changes for a while and then we were really curious why were our children's development changing and then that film sort of revealed it was because you know children weren't playing in the same way as we did as children you know sensory um play is certainly decreased but then the sensory issues and challenges you know were on the increase so yeah I really remember and that was at a time as well where you were doing a lot of video analysis and what was really nice is that we were then starting to sort of like take that into the pool it was almost like the puzzle pictures were were sort of coming together really yeah I mean we noticed um straight away I mean my background was in uh, swim analysis so working with um Pro swimmers looking at their stroke technique and adapting their 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 swimming using underwater cameras, slowing down the footage and really having a look at uh, the mechanics of of stroke. And 
we thought it would be really interesting to see how children move in water as well through our lessons. And one of the things we noticed is that straight away when children had uh, more more movement opportunities. So for example, if they if they were given a more softer hold in the water or given a little bit more space to, to play and move around and explore the water itself as its own playground, they, they actually reacted to that by moving more, kicking legs more um, and naturally uh, discovering the water for themselves rather than you know these kind of tight holds these close holds that a lot of parents do in pools um, so that was a big thing for us and like you said the play aspect was the real key thing because what we felt I always use a bit of an, an analogy that um, the swimming pool it's a bit like um, a woodland it's it's got everything it needs for children to play and explore so they can swing from the branches they can run through uh, you know the sort of the grass and they can they can play rolling the rolling the leaves etc so they've got that complete freedom of play and what we don't want to do is come along chop down all the trees and build a swing and say that now you've got a playground because what we've done is we've taken away all of those dynamic movement opportunities and put something in that's quite structured and static that has almost an outcome to it and I think one of the things we wanted to do at the very start is sort of make sure that play as a sort of a grounding principle of aquacentric didn't have sort of set outcomes to it because as soon as you start putting set outcomes in you start to sort of control the sort of movement patterns in the water much more for for sort of outcomes so yeah i mean that's to the traditional swim um industry isn't it obviously skills tick lists really really defined swim outcomes even for uh you know early early years children as well and i remember you know baby with a sort of you know tick list having to sort of dive under the water 360 rotation and then that means you know this this sort of badge and things um so we really started to sort of like question it didn't we and rather than putting in as you say um structured skills well how can the child achieve almost like more but through that at their own pace and natural development as well um and we created concepts didn't we like uh one of the uh, ones which we had so much synergy from your analysis was the fast the slow and the flow yeah we, we noticed that all children move at slightly different speeds in the water you know they might move their hands quick quite splashy um some will be much slower and methodical with their movement patterns and this actually goes through to adulthood as well so when i used to teach a lot of athletes uh, a lot of pro swimmers that you would naturally um, see that they had a swim type so some would be quite methodical with their swim approach much slower with their rhythm and others would would almost attack the water and uh, need to sort of slow down their their stroke a little bit so it's all about what i call feel for the water so it's how they feel the water how they get that feedback from the water and i think if you have a very structured lesson program with a, a set outcome what you're in danger of doing is sort of isolating those children that that actually have a slightly different feel for the water they need to move a little bit slower in the water to get that feeling that feedback or alternatively if you're slowing lessons down way too much 
you're not giving opportunity for those children that like something a little bit quicker, a little bit more dynamic and rhythmical. So sort of the fundamentals of aquacentry is, is that allowance, that sort of child-centered approach where the child gets to choose at what pace they want to take their, their lesson. And I think that's sort of uh, something that we, we try and champion as much as possible. And it isn't just about movement, it's also about language as well. And language is sort of multi-structured, isn't it? You, you've got body language, but you've also got sort of verbal language as well. So, you know, we, we make sure that we're not using things like um, manipulation uh, in the water or using, yeah, parents often use words like, oh, they don't like that, or they don't like this um when they're using their their language so we always try and make sure that languages are very open for for children and mm. not and not for us to determine whether they like something don't like something whether they should do this or do that so. yeah definitely and i think you touched on a really important word there it's allow isn't it you know what are we observing what are the child's needs you know how can we guide how can we allow rather than than teach and then that is such a linear process where we are directing the adult, we're teaching, we're telling, and, and then we're not allowing. And then the little ones, they just don't have that freedom of expression and being able to have dynamic movement. So we're still as passionate as today <laughs> as we were 10 years ago. I mean, how do you view the changes over the last 10 years and, and, and what's happening now in our, in our aquatic world? Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's so much different to how it was 10 years ago. When we first presented the concept of aquacentry and we talked about sensory play in the water without sort of set outcomes, um, yeah, you could have heard a pin drop. It was something that people, people were quite vocal about at the time. They said that, you know, parents literally would not pay to play in the water. That was, that was something that... You know, most people gave us that feedback on. They just couldn't see how that would be. Or the importance of play. Or the importance of play. Um, But now it seems to be almost underpinning most swim programmes, which is fantastic to see. Um, And, you know, the more that we can sort of see that throughout the the swim industry, the better. Um, So, yeah, certainly it's, it's so much, so much better in terms of sensory awareness now, the importance of play, the importance of just allowing children to explore the water as a classroom of its of its own um as i always you know we often talk about this i think we do have to be cautious in a sense that um we don't then try and restructure the destructured classroom so by that i mean that you know we we have to be careful that programs don't take the sort of sensory opportunity and then try and create another sort of outcome structure behind that as well and um, that's something we just we're always do, very do you mean about um perhaps just overstimulating putting just too much sort of calling it sensory but then just loading it up perhaps with sensory toys that flash move yeah. sprinkle <laughs> yeah exactly I, I mean that children don't need a lot in the water mm. they just need the freedom to move you know, my I always say that the most important thing you can take to the pool isn't a thing. It's a, it's almost a mindset. So it's it's a mindset and the setting itself that's important. And by that I mean if you go into the pool, um, knowing that the environment itself is enough for a child, and we're just putting a few key 
uh, toys Elements, in the yeah. pool just just to help them explore different movement patterns. That's enough. But I think as soon as we start to forget that and we start to overload the pool with the latest fancy gadgets and toys, etc., um, we're we're yeah. moving away from the sort of the essence of what we're trying to achieve in the first place. And I, so that's what I'm saying, just a bit of a note of caution on that mm. sometimes. Mm. And we don't mean it intentionally. It's just we can get a bit carried away with the whole thing. There's so many, <laughs> so many great things now for the pool out there. But um, what you've got to remember is that the most important thing of all is the pool itself. Yeah, the water, definitely. And I mean, it's baby's first home, first toy. Um, there are so many more things that we can be doing in the water. And I think that's just today's society, isn't it? We are always looking for more, more, more. We are on this little bit more of an automated rush um, where stripping it back, less is more, is something uh, that we were talking about, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and I think it is changing, definitely. And as you say, there is much more play with a purpose underpinning our, our swim programme. So that there's definitely amazing changes out there. Um, and we continue to grow and develop as well. You know, we learn, develop, explore. That was our strapline 10 years ago and actually it still is now so you know but I absolutely love what you said about your analogy about the woodland and then I think that's really important to value what is there the beauty of the trees but then to go into those little details that mindfulness of you know touching the bark and seeing the color of each leaves and really you know enjoying the blossom because it's all unique in every way and often we do forget don't we we chop down the trees and as you say put up a swing <laughs> yeah. um whereas it, it's all there isn't it you know we do sometimes forget really that it's stripping back to a much more natural way of being of flowing of playing of learning really yeah there's no right and wrong to play but in fact in in many senses, that is what play is about. It's about exploring every single element of dynamic, you know, going back to the woodland, you know, when I used to climb trees and play like, like that, it was much different to a playground because you knew which branch would bend too much, you know, which branches were stronger, you'd make mistakes, you'd grab you hold of them. Take risks. Yeah. yeah. So it's that it's that sort of it's that risk. And with with the risk of comes the awareness mm. and the sensory um, development that we're mm. sort of missing out by taking away all that risk factor and making it so linear for a child. You know, they don't, we often see with parents now, they don't even need to reach to to extend their arm to, to grab a toy. The parent brings it directly to them. You know, they're, they're lifted up onto a raft instead of making their own way up there and learning how to, yeah. how to move yeah. or to crawl on their tummy. It's like we're but basically, you know, they're, they're almost on a conveyor belt for half an hour in water if we're not careful. So it's also about educating parents as well in our lessons to uh, to less is more in terms of their interventions. And uh, that's the greatest outcome that their child can actually have is that they have been able to experience the water on their own terms rather than yeah um, we can definitely not realizing it take away a child's learning i often say sort of then the child just puts on their swim breaks so it is yeah. about that lovely balance of how much support so the child feels comfortable and safe ready to explore but not too tight 
you know, so they can't really, is that just, just right balance? And as you say, you know, it's educating parents, empowering parents, because we often see children being sort of pushed and pulled around the pool and we're going at our pace, aren't we? The adult's pace and not and not the child's place, really. Yeah. But bringing it all around, I mean, we are really talking about what we're really so passionate about, which is sensory harmony in water. That is where we're really focusing uh, on that connection that the water brings. Yeah, I mean, for Aquacentury, I remember when we first started, we did make all those those sort of mistakes. I remember, you know, really going into quite a lot of detail for sort of theming lessons and getting all the equipment right and, you know, that overloaded the pools with all sorts. Of, you know, we, we we're talking from <laughs> yeah, a try tested, of try, yeah, try we tried, tested we tried it all, but what we've ultimately come to the conclusion is that you know, the more we can sort of strip that back and just allow that freedom of movement, that's that's always been, you know, the driver for us. But making it so that there is a, a really interesting and immersive environment for them as well. So it's we're just getting that balance right. You know, we we do have some really nice um, equipment that we 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 do use. But again, it's it's really just to just to make that environment just that little bit more interesting for them to explore and to reach out and yeah uh, not overtake really yeah um but the environment is so important obviously the outside environment but really uh what isn't talked about a lot is the inside environment and from that i mean from us uh which you know always starts with us and then our parents and our children we all have to in order to learn and to be open for learning learning to have a regulated nervous system so we are feeling that connection that harmony inside um because you know maybe we can sort of talk about this in another another um podcast but longer and much more in depth but obviously the water does bring up different anxieties and fears but you know focusing it on what the child really enjoys optimizing their curiosity looking for those windows of opportunities it's you know you're you're bringing in an element of harmony and and flow really and and seeking more presence i think again that's something that isn't often talked about you know we the more we're present in the water with our children the more we're present as a swim teachers swim professionals the more we're able to sort of tune in see hear feel yeah, I think that's a, a really important point as well. Um, and it's something that we often f- overlook is that out of all the environments, if you if you take a child's journey throughout the day and their parent-child relationship, when they get to the water, they can't be distracted. The parent cannot be distracted by technology, phone the computer that email they have to send you know for Mm. half an hour they are fully focused and and you know in that present moment with with their with their child and that's really key for that child as well they have that confidence and reassurance that i mean we call it a safe harbor uh, but if you to extend that that sort of notion they have the child there um, they have the parent there mm. to support them and they yeah, have the child's full attention as well. Mm. So for a, for a child that feels very enriching because whatever they um, do or explore or, or see in the water, they, they can 
they can get that instant feedback from from the parent or yeah much carer. more connection definitely um, and that can only be good for their for their development too so uh, yeah it is it really is a wonderful environment for for many many reasons um, and I, I think you know the future of um, the, the future of sw- uh, swimming um, or the, the pool environment um, will only grow in, in its importance as um, as our outside environment becomes more and more sort of chaotic that that pool space is going to become much more much yeah more we are seeking much more connection there's much more interconnectedness back to nature and I think the water will be valued for that sense of connection and we will be really seeking that in our world and, and come in to what I, I call home really well, thanks, Christian. It's been great to talk. And I'm, you're always here by my side behind the scenes as a co-creator of Aquasensory. And uh, yeah, people can also connect to your work as well, because you're so passionate writing books, programs, supporting, mentoring people um, as the Calibrate coach. Yeah, yeah. Um one of my big passions is about really sort of unlocking our true potential through through mindset. You know, I, I touched on it a bit there. Our latest book, um, Visualize, is the power of our imagination and how important that is, not just in children, but also in adults as well. It's something that we, we often think is, a, is the stuff of childhood, our imagination, but it's so so important to maintain a really good strong imagination as we get older because imagination fuels all sorts of things in terms of opportunity self-confidence self-worth if we can visualize and um, share those sort of enriched ideas with our children and and basically fill them with the sort of um, the confidence that imagination gives because the thing with imagination is it's kind of endless endless in terms of possibilities and uh yeah that's uh that's something that i'm really passionate about and we try and bring it to the to the pool as much yeah as well we maybe can. that's something else we could we can talk about how we can bring more imagination and visualization into the pool but thanks so much for tuning in today and keep listening yeah thank you Thank you for listening to the Aqua Sensory Way. It's so nice to have you here tuning in today. Let's connect again soon. I'd love you to find out more about creating sensory harmony in water. Come and join us on our socials and in our community Facebook group, Aqua Sensory Connections.